Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and let us know who you are and what you do. Hi, everybody. My name is Vanessa M.W. My full name is Menchaka Vachtmeister, but that's a whole thing. Um, I am a wealth and wanderlust educator on the platform Wander Onwards. You can find me at wanderonwards.co or on Instagram and YouTube. These are places where I teach people how to build better lives, both inside America and outside America. Uh, I've actually been abroad for the last seven years, battling $100,000 in student loans, battling immigration, um, and I've really built my life out here with my partner and my cat, uh, and I'm on track to retire at 48, thanks to financial freedom. If you have any questions, please slide into my DMs. I love talking to random strangers on the internet, and I'm so happy to be here. Wow, you got a whole lot going on. So abroad for seven years, you're battling your student loans and immigration, and you, but, but you're on track to retire by the time that you're 48, whereas some people are just getting into, you know, their careers around that time. How did all of it, like, how did you get to this place where you came up with a plan to leave the U.S.? I mean, so I am Latina. Shout out to all my Chicanas out there. Um, all my life, I've been a really anxious and emotional young woman, and I did everything that my parents and society told me to do. I got the good grades. I went to the private school. I was on track to go to law school. I, I did the LSAT, girl. And then I was working at my university, Boston College, as an RA, and the Boston bombings happened. And I was on staff. I was responsible for 800 uh, sophomores at the time. And we went into lockdown. The National Guard came. And I had this like real come to God moment where I'm like, oh, my God, I've, all I've done is study and be this perfect princess that everyone wanted me to do. Who am I? What do I want? Let's burn it all down. Dump the boyfriend, leave law school and just move to China. And I did that in 2013, and it's been um, a crazy ride ever since. Wow. Okay. So it's so uh, it's so crazy that you bring that up because I feel like so many people, I would say specifically women, would find themselves in the same boat, kind of feeling like you know you've done all the things you were supposed to. You checked the boxes that society says, right, or or pop yep. culture or whatever the case may be says that is going to lead to your success and happiness. And I think that so many people, after checking the boxes, find themselves feeling unfulfilled mm -hmm. and then lost at what to do next. Absolutely. And in America specifically, we are so hard on our young people. They have to have it all figured out when they're teenagers and like can't even drink alcohol, but they can die for their country and get into hundreds of thousand dollars worth of debt. Why? Wow. You are like my new best friend. So, oh, I'm so you, glad, girl. Do you want to go to um, like Morocco with me or something? I think we'd have a great time. Do not tell me with a good time. Morocco is actually very high on my list. Um, so, so you mentioned, you know, dealing with the student loan debt and immigration, and so you know, let's talk maybe a little bit about money. So you. Mm -hmm 
you left school, you moved to China. Um, how were you able to go from, you know, student to um, living abroad and, and making money or no, I don't know, were you making money? Were you not making money? Like, how did you get yourself stable? Mm-hmm. Um, so fortunately, I actually didn't go through with law school. So I didn't um, have to take out new loans for that chapter. Um, I ended up teaching English in China, in Beijing, uh, when I first got there, this was a really good way to just get out. Um, they pay for your flights, they pay, pay for your apartment, you get like $1,500 in cash, and the cost of living there is so low, you can really do a lot with that money. Um, I think I traveled to like 20 different countries in uh, Asia with that money, and then I figured out this is not really what I want to do because I dislike small children. But that's a different story. Uh, and so then I got really sick with salmonella and I couldn't work or leave my apartment for three months in China. And during those three months, I taught myself how to code on YouTube and buy torrenting textbooks online. And I started pitching people online as a web dev. And that's how I started to, to get money to earn like decent money to start attacking some of my debt, some of my loans. Um, And that was another come to God moment. I'm talking to God a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm sure God is also listening and waiting on the other end, like for your phone call. So (laughs) there's there's no shame in that. So I love it. You sound like literally like a one woman powerhouse, you know, teaching yourself how to code. Now, throughout all of those times, were, were there any... Any times where you felt really either discouraged or, you know, doubting yourself or feeling down? Or did you feel throughout the whole process like, okay, I got this. Like, I'm going to figure it out. No, girl, I thought I was going to die. Like, jokes aside, I was in and out of the hospital in several different foreign countries because this salmonella, I just couldn't kick it. And I think what really kept me out of there instead of, uh, or kept me out in China instead of going back home and like taking the time to heal myself, blah, blah, all that good bullshit that we tell people to do. Um, I couldn't stand the shame. I could not stand the shame of coming home halfway through this amazing adventure that I told everyone about. Um, and so I found some really incredible people in Beijing that wouldn't give up on me. And that's not to say that they were like, oh, like you'll get it next time kind of people. These were British people. And they were like, look, mate, get your stuff together. Like you are a smart, independent lady that don't need no man. You need to start behaving that way. We're not going to coddle you. Um, and these people really like propped me up. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like they lent me money, they bought me food. Um, And to this day, like one of my best friends from China, she is my, or she was my maid of honor. The man that I met in China, he is now my husband and we've been together for the last seven years. So these really impactful relationships continue on with me as I evolve and and move into a much more calm version of this life. Wow. I, you know, I, I feel like when you take a step toward what your heart tells you, what your mind tells you, what God tells you is, you know, your path, that things begin to reveal themselves to you much 
clearer and much faster than when we fight whatever that thing is. And so mm-hmm. I, I assume that, you know, when you had, you know, lived through the Boston bombings and you had this kind of come to God moment that you had opportunities, right? You maybe were at, at a fork in the road where you could have been like, okay, let's go back to the program that we were already on, right? Even if it mm-hmm. doesn't feel right. And you had another option that something in you was like, hey, like maybe you should try something different and mm-hmm. see what happens. And in that, right, like going with that impulse, which purely came from just like loving yourself and loving life and wanting to get the most out of it, that mm-hmm. found like some of your closest friends, you you found your husband. And I feel like people are like, well, I, you know, I need to be married by this time and da, 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 da. And it's like, well, you also have never gone out of your like your town you know like maybe (laughs) yes somewhere somewhere else okay sis you might need to venture out a little bit or go to something an event or um, a summit or something that you uh, that you've been feeling like you should go to if it's a yoga retreat or or if it's like you know purchasing your course so that someone can figure out how to wander onwards right um yes girl allow yourself to be able to live a more adventurous life that will lead to you being connected with the right people that are for you and see life the same way that you do. Because I personally feel like travel is one of the best ways to learn yourself and to understand the world from a different perspective, because you quickly realize that people live very differently than you, Mm. than you know life to be. Absolutely. And I think if if you're listening to this, whoever this listener is, and you are unhappy, but you continue to do the same thing every day, you're with the same partner every day, you are in the same toxic environments day in and day out, you are doing a disservice to yourself. You deserve to be happy and to find the place that you belong in the world. And I am like, just a textbook example of that because I was so unhappy in the United States. I like really couldn't find my tribe. I really struggled. I was bullied all high, uh, all my life in high school by the same person from age five to 18. And then in, in at Boston college, like that's all rich white wealth. And I like, my grandfather was a gardener, like first generation immigrant from Mexico. That's what my parents were. So I left And I was like, I'm going to go find my place in the world. I got a backpack. I got a a credit card that I probably shouldn't be using, but I'm going to find it. Wow. You know, you said find your tribe. And I think that what at least comes up with, with a lot of my clients in the room is that this transition between maybe like early 20s to about mid 20s or mid 20s early 30s is that friendships start to shift and evolve uh, quite significantly because mm-hmm. our friendships and our tribe is kind of created for us growing up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're in the same grade with these people, you kind of hit milestones and developmental um, markers together. Right. And we're, mm-hmm. we're environmentally set up and structured um, to have the proximity of certain people. But mm-hmm. then when we get into adulthood, 
And some people are going to college. Some people are not going to college. Some people get married right away. Some people don't. Some people have children. Some people, you know, and so we start Mm -hmm. our lives kind of branch off in a lot of different ways, which then can quickly change our friendships because we could be dealing with completely different stuff and feel unconnected to people that we used to feel really connected to. So I feel like Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of young people in their maybe like mid to late 20s, early 30s are having these like friendship crises, (laughs) you know, like who are my people? Where do I find them? You know, how can I get support? And you mentioned multiple times having a community or having a network, you know, of people that you were able to get connected to while you've been abroad. Can we talk about the importance of of being able to find your tribe? Like what has that done for you? So there's this rule of five that you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. And I knew with my friends back at in my hometown, we were just on very different paths. I'm actually just in touch with like one or two of them at this point, because like, how do you bond with someone when you've been to 50 different countries? I used to be an aid worker for the Syrian war and they haven't left their parents' house or their, their neighborhood. Like we just don't have the same, um, places to connect anymore, the same ways to connect, excuse me. So I found my tribe in very obscure places. So like Beijing, China, um, like the middle of London at an Ethiopian restaurant. These are incredible people who speak multiple languages, who go to the farthest corners of the earth, and who consistently challenge me on my bullshit. Can I say bullshit on this? (laughs) Live your best life. Okay, good. Um, Because for me, like, I feel like I'm a really strong individual, like I have good skills, I can articulate myself decently. But sometimes I whip myself into an emotional frenzy and just like become my own worst enemy. Um, And so these individuals, I I consider myself to be the dumbest person in my friend group. um, Because these people uh, are so incredible, like, my partner has a PhD in Chinese transportation and speaks Chinese fluently, like writes Chinese characters. He is blonde hair, blue eyed German. Um, <laughs> my best friend is the palest British person you'll ever meet. Um, she is covered in tattoos, speaks Chinese like a native speaker and has built entire CrossFit gyms uh, and their businesses all over Asia. Like I am the least successful of my group and I love it because I learn, because I ask them for feedback. They mentor me uh, against their will. I don't tell them this. Um, And that elevates me and that makes me reflect on what I'm doing. It makes me um, accountable for my decisions. And that's what I want in my life. Life is too short to like be with people who don't make you a better person, you know? Yeah, you know, I oftentimes will use quite a morbid analogy in working with people. <laughs> yeah. I'm a hot mess. Um, but, you know, I'll say like, if today were the last day of your life, you know, are you living in a way that you can go out feeling like you did what you could? Now, life is yeah. never like perfect, right, in a day, mm-hmm. but it's really mm-hmm. about like, small steps or these small habits or ways of being um, and choices that we make that I think can make us feel proud of the life we're living and fulfilled Mm -hmm. in it um, or that make us feel regret, right? Because what do older Mm -hmm. people 
say oftentimes when asked about their lives. You know, and to me, the saddest thing is that a lot of people have regrets by the time that they're older about the things they wish they would have done, the places they would have gone and the people that they wish they connected with, you know? And so Mm -hmm. how quickly in our lives can we come to the realization, like, you are partially in control of your experience. Not 100%, right? Like, mm-hmm. life is mm-hmm. your way. But there is a percent that you're in control of and have influence over. And if you exercise your influence in that place, what would that look like, you know, in your mm-hmm. best life? And how could that lead to you having a greater impact? So you're saying you're the person in your friend group who is maybe, I'm not going to say the least successful, okay? But you are... <laughs> You know, if you're running, right, that you're trying to keep up to pace with them and everyone that you support and you help in your course and on Instagram and and with, you know, what you've got coming up is is them um, pacing with you to some extent, not competition, but like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. running together. You know, when you see, I don't know, in my brain, I again, come up with crazy things. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of like, gazelles right like they they're not (laughs) against each other they're not racing each other but they are together you know a herd Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. um, I think you need people that are a little bit ahead of you right to help show Mm -hmm. you the way and you also Mm -hmm. need supporting the people that are with you and maybe pacing a little bit behind you and collectively how that moves you know a group of friends together that moves a community together that moves the world forward progressively together and um, you know that really, really speaks to that to me. That is my entire ethos. So I, I really had to have a lot of self-reflection um, this year because my full-time job is in travel technology. Um, and so when people aren't flying, when people aren't booking hotels, um, that impacts my, my business and that impacts my livelihood. Um, I work for one of the number one uh, travel tech companies in the world. Um, this shook me to my core and I was like, holy crap, uh, this is really showing the good and bad of humanity. And there are two things. One, I need to make sure that my bag is secured and I need to figure out how to diversify my incomes. And two, I need to figure out how to bring people with me because I'm a pissed off Brown woman. Like I am sick of watching police brutality on the internet. I'm sick of watching how people are treated in in our country, in America. So my form of protest is bringing other people with me so we can all fight the good fight. I am not at all in competition with anyone but myself. And I'm very happy to talk about wealth and uh, wanderlust and anything else you want to learn from me. Because when you win, I get to enjoy your success. And that's all I I really want to do. Yeah, you know, being able to witness and watch someone else's progression and evolution, I think is sometimes so rewarding. I don't know if I want to say that it's like more rewarding than your own, but it just feels so good to see someone um, winning um, and for them to feel like you had any part in that. You know, you're like, I didn't do the work, Mm. you did but okay, you know, like, good <laughs> um, and you know, you said wealth and wanderlust. So we've been talking a little bit w- about wanderlust. I want to move into the wealth realm because everybody that listens knows that I love talking about money. Okay. Yes, girl. Not because I care about money. I care about what money can do for you when you position mm-hmm. yourself appropriately so that you can be like Vanessa and on a plan to 
Find financial independence in your own way. You may not be on a plan to retire by 48, and that's okay because you live two different lives. But what is your plan? Where do you want your treasures to be stored to support your best life? And that looks different for everyone. So for you, if we're talking more about wealth, mm-hmm. how is it that you, you said you moved to China, you taught yourself mm-hmm. how to which literally you are pacing with all of your friends who speak, you know what I mean? Like Mandarin or Cantonese fluently because that's amazing. Um, And then you pitched yourself, you've gotten this work going. How did you get yourself on a plan? Um, Or actually maybe I'm jumping the gun. How is it that you felt like you were able to uh, start paying off some of your debts? And how did you organize your finances to begin with maybe? Mm-hmm. I would say I really had no idea what I was doing until 2016, <laughs> because even though I was making like a little bit of money in Asia, I was paying. So I also had $10,000 worth of credit card debt. Um, and so I was paying a, like against my debt, but for some reason it was never going down because I didn't understand how a principal and interest work together. So I paid enough to keep people off my back. And then I spent the rest traveling all over the world, which I will never regret. I had an incredible time. Uh, I will never be young enough to think that a floor is an okay place to sleep on. Uh, So (laughs) I'm glad I did it. Um, But in 2016, I I came to my partner and I was like, look, if we're going to build a life together, I need to be honest with you. And I have $10,000 worth of student uh, uh, credit card debt, excuse me. And I have $100,000 worth of student loan debt. And so my partner is German um, and Germans hate debt. Like this, it goes debt, then murder, and that's it. (laughs) So the two deadly sins. Oh my God. yeah. So he was very non-judgmental. We just sat down and we, we did some Excel sheets about how quickly it would pay uh, or I could pay off this debt using Snowball versus Avalanche. Um, and these are two debt methodologies uh, that are popular in the financial independence um, groups. Google it. Um, first, we attacked my credit card debt. And I swear to God, I worked like 40 hours a week. I studied and was doing my master's for another 40 hours a week. And every dollar I made in my side hustles, I just dumped it into the debt as soon as um, I got it in my hands. So I was wearing CrossFit clothing to class. I was looking a mess. I was never going out. Um, But I I killed 10,000 in like eight months, maybe less. Um, And that was like the first taste. Um, And then when I got my first job in London in 2017, um, I was only paid 33,000 pounds a year and it was taxed at like 30%. So I didn't have a lot of extra income, but every month I made the sacrifices I needed to make and I was able to put down 500 to each um, or to my different loans. I did a combination of Avalanche and Snowball. So I paid the one with the highest interest. And I paid the one, uh, the smallest one at the same time. And I've knocked out two loans. So I'm actually at like 69,000 at this point. And I should hopefully be down at 65. Um, But thanks thanks to there not being any interest right now because of Corona, I'm just attacking the massive one with the highest interest. And I'm still on my journey. I love it. You know, 
what I think is so refreshing, at least for me personally, is that more and more these days, because I've kind of shared on social media and, and made it a thing to talk about money, is that I get to talk to other people who have found a plan that works for them. And mm -hmm. everyone has a unique situation, which calls for a unique plan. So I love mm -hmm. that you mentioned that you sat with your partner, right? And you worked collaboratively to come up with this, this you know, integrated model, right? Avalanche and Snowball. Mm -hmm to mm -hmm. hit your debt specifically in a way that was going to work for you. And what I think is also refreshing is that while I get to talk to people that have, you know, come up with a plan and are making progress toward hitting their goals, that I also mm -hmm. on the other side talk to people who are in maybe let's say $100,000 worth of debt and they're not dating because they don't know how to have this conversation with someone. Really? up at night because they feel so stressed about their debt. They're unable to um, move in the world the way that they would like because of how much weight the debt um, holds them down. And so mm -hmm. that's why I like having these conversations because hopefully for anyone who feels like their their situation is insurmountable, like how can we help you to hear so many different stories that help you to come up with your specific plan or at least give you the hope to start looking at things because if you've been so paralyzed, you just don't mm -hmm. even open up your letters. You know, you just don't even look at yeah. your account. And so that's yeah, why absolutely. I appreciate your transparency and like sharing, you know, a portion of your your journey um, because that inspires people listening to keep going. Because I know personally, I wanted to quit last year, girl. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had about $30,000 in student loans left. I had paid off the 20 in credit cards. I was like, you know what? Like 30 is not that bad. Like everyone's got $30,000 yeah. in debt. We could just put it <laughs> It's fine. And then yeah. someone. You know, I someone was sharing about it and I, I heard the, a podcast that was talking about it and I was like, oh, no, 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 I need to finish this. And so mm -hmm. I love that you are taking the time and, and and allowing yourself to in some ways be vulnerable because I think like money is a really personal thing. So people feel mm -hmm. you know, um, kind of weird having the conversation um, mm -hmm. to be open about it so that people can learn from what you're doing, not to copy you, but to find mm -hmm. out how they can kind of figure out a plan in their own life. So I appreciate you for that. And kudos. So you're on track to paying off all of your student loans. And then the snowball is going to roll in the other direction to help you build wealth. Okay. So I'm already building wealth. I've done a controversial thing. You ready? I am investing at the same time that I am paying down my debt. Dun -dun. Are the pitchforks going to come out? <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's why everyone has a specific plan for them. You know what I mean? Like mm. you have to do what works best for you. And for you to be investing, right, is at the same time that you're paying off debt, if it's working for you, hallelujah, by and by, like do mm -hmm. that thing, you know? And there's so many different plans and methodologies. I think that like uh, that also kind of is an enemy of progress for some people is that like mm -hmm. if we, if I bring the pitchfork out and like somehow scold you even though like it's not like I'm your mom or whatever you know like if I'm just like <laughs> that's not a good idea right um based yeah. on my plan or the way that I see things then that halts us from continuing to have a conversation because I know that yeah. there are people who want to invest while they pay things off and I may not be the person to talk to about that but guess what Vanessa is okay yes, I am. <laughs> so tell us how are you doing that 
Okay, so uh, do you know what Coast Fire is? Have you heard of this? Girl, I know nothing about investing. It is okay. I am here to spread the good word. Um, (laughs) So Coast Fire is a number that you can calculate that says as soon as you hit this number by that age, you don't need to invest another dime. Compound interest will push your money into the number that you need to retire at a certain age. Um, So you you need a couple of different variables, but there are free calculators online. And so when I calculated my Coast Fire number, I only need to hit 110,000 before I'm 31 in order for that money to grow into the amount I need it to grow to retire. Um, So... I this year alone, I've invested twenty thousand uh, dollars, and I've paid back a significant amount of my debt as well. So I feel like I'm. This is like me living my best life because I know I can hit that hundred thousand in the brokerage by um, age thirty-one, and then I can reposition myself to just kill the rest of the debt completely. And this is personal to me, and uh, please don't complain to me in my DMs. Everyone has their own journey, uh, but it's so important for me to be financially independent because I don't, I don't want anyone, anything, any person to have power over me. And this is financial independence without my husband. So I'm planning for just me, <laughs> and he, if he wants to be there, that's okay too. Um, but women, we gotta have our own, you know. Yes, I love it. Okay, financial independence. And I just Googled Coast Fire. I'm like, hold on now, wait a minute. I need to figure out what my what my yes, Coast Fire number is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. So I know why these conversations are important because there are so many resources out there and there's so much information that, you know, when you start talking to people, you'll begin to learn, you know, the the gaps to fill in mm. your I call it like your ignorance. You know what I mean? Like I'm ignorant. I know how to get people out of debt. I'm an expert in getting myself out of debt and getting other people out of debt. But investing, I'm like a little newborn baby. And I'm like, say what? Okay. Other than like, you put money and you save it. Like that's is the basic (laughs) understanding for me of what investing looks like. But, you know, being able to talk to you and being able to Mm -hmm. have resources. And I'm sure through, you know, you talking about um, wealth and wanderlust on all of your platforms, that people mm-hmm. are connected to resources that they would not have had access to or known about otherwise. So yes. tell me about your your course. I know I went through your Instagram because I definitely thoroughly stalk people before I talk to them. <laughs> so t- talk to me about your course and what that looks like. Yeah, well, actually, I have two courses. Uh, So one is already published. It's my Move Abroad Masterclass, where in five weeks, I walk you through the end-to-end process of moving abroad. So everything from figuring out where you're going to go, to doing your immigration and visa paperwork, to learning a local language and assimilating, and doing all of your paperwork once you're here. I even talk about taxes and how that all works. So it's a very comprehensive course. You get live classes at the end of each week. Um, I, it's my pride and joy. Like this is what I was put on the, the earth to do, to help immigrants or people who want to be immigrants um, live and find their truth. Um, my second course is actually getting dropped 
on January 1st. We're putting it out there in the universe. So now I'm responsible for dropping it on January 1st. Uh, It is a financial fluency in 30 days course. So if you know nothing about money, whether that's about debt, about credit, about investing, if you know nothing, in 30 days, I will teach you what our schools should have taught us, and you will graduate with a whole new sense of confidence when it comes to money. And I'm really excited about this product. Wow, those both sound really great. And what I oftentimes say, like you talk about wealth and wanderlust, and I talk about wealth and wellness, is that they your wealth and your personal finance journey is intricately tied to your personal growth journey. And there's so oh, yeah. much that you learn about yourself in the process of deciding to move abroad and what that looks like, right? Like experiencing a completely different culture will stretch Mm -hmm. you in your personal growth and becoming Mm -hmm. fluent in your finances, right? Financial fluency, which just rolls off the tongue so nicely, um, (laughs) is so intricately tied to your personal growth journey. And what I think is that we as humans feel stagnant unless we're being challenged and finding a way to grow and evolve within ourselves. And that's what it sounds like these courses are doing is helping whoever signs up today or gets on the wait list today or gets on the <laughs> today, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> will be able to do in working with you through your courses. So I'm really excited for you to launch them. I'm going to come and check on January 1st, like, did Vanessa drop that course or not? <laughs> you know, I mean, I love announcing things to the public, so I hold myself accountable. Like this masterclass for, to move abroad, I did all the content, marketing, video production, editing, everything in three months. And the way I was able to crank it out is I kept telling people about it. I was like, look, I'm doing this thing. Hold me accountable. And that actually ended up being marketing as well. So when I dropped my class, I had 10 people sign up. uh, And it was incredible. These 10 people bet on something that no one has ever done before. That was my first product ever. And I was so forever grateful that these people bet on me. I love it. I'm so excited to see all of the fun things that are coming up. Is there anything else that you would either advise or like to share with a young, um, struggling creative trying to figure out what to do next to, to essentially, right, position themselves financially to be in a place that they can live their best life? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say don't underestimate the power that money has to influence you in both a positive and negative way. Um, Because when I was under the gun for my debt, especially my credit card debt, everything I did was survival mode. It was just a means to the end. It ate away at my, at my heart, at my anxiety. And now that I'm uh, very well comfortable in my career in my side hustles in my money, it's like a breath of fresh air and a weight has been lifted off my chest. So I'm able to be that much more effective in my businesses, in being creative, in figuring out what is my truth, because I'm not under this gun uh, to figure it out, to make ends meet, to, to pay what I need to pay. I get to live my life on my timeline and according to my terms, which is making me a creative brain way more successful. So it's scary, 
but we need to address it, guys. And it's fine. Come join me on Wander Onwards. We talk about this a lot. We need to learn how to be brave even when it's scary because this is the only way we're going to move ourselves forward. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's significant. That's really powerful. And I know that you mentioned, you know, where everyone can find you in the beginning of the episode, but one more time, where are you most active and where can people come and learn from you and get connected and sign up for the course? Yes. So definitely head on over to Instagram. You can find me at wander, so W-A-N-D-E-R, onwards. Uh, and that's my main hub. You can also find me on YouTube. I have loads of like basic financial one-on-one, 101 videos. So you can start getting your toes dipped into that um, environment. And then I also actually have a beginner's budget dashboard on Etsy. You can find it on my Instagram. It's a beautiful place to set up your very first budget. There's even a video tutorial because uh, I know that people need some extra help. And it'll paint you a picture of all of your finances with fun graphs that are uh, color coordinated according to your brand or like favorite colors, which I think is really cool. Um, So these are the three things I would recommend checking out. That sounds fun. Well, Vanessa, I, I so appreciate you taking time to come on the show and share your gems with us, help us to level up because now we're all going to be trying to pace with you, right? Um, yes. And <laughs> stay connected. We'll make sure that the tribe comes over and loves on you and engages with your content and all of that fun stuff. But again, just nothing but appreciation for what you're doing and how you have found your area of impact in the world and how it supports everybody being able to understand themselves better and really position themselves so that they can not only change their own lives, but their family and the community as well. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to have you on my future podcast, Pink Money, so we can talk about your deep, dark hopes, fears, and secrets. Yes, yes. I'm excited. I love it. I'm I'm put it out on the table. Let's talk about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you. Thank you.